Why? We do because there's nothing there. They figured out there's nothing there, so our hands are supposed to just go through the table. Yet it stays concrete, and that's the bigger problem for them is why it's all I can concrete. think of is Metallica and nothing has matter. Right? Is that you're not recording, are you? I am. Oh man, Peter, we took last week off. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm opening the show with uh, with Metallica with lyrics. a Metallica fun. Oh man, we have so much to talk about. I'm not rushing into anything. This weekend was eye opening and insane, and I thought about something, Peter. The the lifeline of a solo superstar flying on planes, it has a shelf life. And here's why it has a shelf life. Eventually, you are so emotionally attached to the work you're doing, and you're so excited to see new creative faces that you start being willing to jump in a car with people so that it's easier for everyone to get on the show. The days of, I'm just worried about me getting on the plane, bring me to the venue, they're still here. They're still right now. They'll still go on a little while. But after this weekend, what I realized is a lot of the uh, communication and family vibes that you can get out of your wrestling colleagues, other wrestlers, people you know, it's through appreciating them at that smaller level. And you get that in the car rides. So I'm excited to get into that. But truth, truth be told, I want to put over the Patreon real quick. We got some new patrons this week. We did. I put out a video. Peter's been doing some astrological readings, which have been really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I feel like they've been interactive to my current status. Does that make sense? Yes. I don't know. It sounds like what I wanted to say to you. We have to bond over our rational thoughts, so I'm trying to sound rational. Uh, (laughs) We went to see a movie, and we will be discussing this in length on the Patreon mini-sode this week. We had a mini-sode last week even though we didn't have an episode. Am I correct in saying this, Peter? Yes, we did. Peter, it's one of the best episodes we've ever done. I thought back I on agree. it, and I was kind of disgusted that it's only for the Patreon yeah. people, but then I was like, you know what? No, honor them. Give them what they want. The Patreon deserves this episode. We were riffing, brother. We were feeling it. We were talking about the world. There was no pressure, so I'm trying to bring that same illustrious vibe that I'm, I've been craving all week to this week's episode. But on that Patreon mini-sode, we're going to be talking about uh, Tar, who I went, to, I went to see Tar with my friend P. Tar, and sometimes when I'm on stage, I'm we a star. We had figured that one out. We've just been, for everyone <laughs> listening, we've just been texting Tar funds to each other and seeing how far that we can take it. Did you see James Cameron's quote about Avatar too, Way of the Watar? <laughs> because he said, <laughs> we don't even know if we're going to do Avatar 3 through 5 if things don't look good in the first 90 days of the box office, to which I say, Lydia Tarr is available. <laughs> she could be in your film. Let her be the human who comes out there to unobtain the obtainium. Dude, if if he's coming out and saying that now... I know, and I told you... not good. I said, listen, brother, I'm only going to go see this film when he says, I can't believe people are watching this on digital. It's not the way to watch it. But we've almost jumped that step entirely to... I don't think the box office is going to support more Avatar because you people can't handle beauty. You remember when I made The Abyss? It's like that, but you can see what's going on. And blue people, Navis, they're rubbing their tails. They're rubbing tails. The the crew for The Abyss made shirts that said, life's the best and then you die. 
I visited the set of The Abyss. Oh, did you? Uh, in South Carolina, they filmed a lot of these scenes in upstate South Carolina in these giant tube things that are like oh crazy they're like hang like not like they're like silos that go underground and so it's a kind of a tight shoot but they can get the depth they can kind of block out the back and we went up there to try to sneak in i used to be a bit of an urban explorer uh we used to oh me too it's a good time and listen truthfully the urban explorers that are breaking into your abandoned facilities we are trying to leave things better than we found them but i might have to snap kick a door open just to see what's in that haunted veterinarian office did you ever go to the uh old atlanta prison here no sounds fun you can't go there they it caught fire and they just oh. like let it burn that's where they're building cop city cop city are you have you heard about this i've not heard about cop city oh brother this is like dark underbelly of atlanta politics right now they're oh, building no. a like high-end cop training facility where this prison used to be Oh, no. And there's been a bunch of artists campaigning to make it like an art space because a lot of them already use that facility. And for it brings that more anyway. money to Atlanta. And you can't even get people to sign up to be a police officer right now. They have banners. The police they have They literally banners. have like car wrap advertisements. Come be a cop. Holy moly. Will they pay me more than the cop to put that on my car? That would be incredible. I would like to know the economics be- on this. Please don't sign up to be a cop. It forces them to now change and adapt to what the new world is going to look like. And in places that have put in mental health counselors and people who are trained in de-escalation instead of in escalation, they are finding great results. Uh, And it brings communities closer together because instead of going like, that guy's weird, put him in jail. They're like, that guy's weird. We should see what's up. We should check on that guy. Uh, Cop City, not about it. More artist spaces, more filming in Georgia, more magic in Atlanta. Atlanta's a beautiful place, and I'm glad Hollywood is moving here. I'm glad people are catching up that this is what we're doing. We don't need more cops. Mm-hmm. As someone who's still dealing with some Georgia nonsense. Did you know they don't get drug tested anymore? The cops don't? Uh-uh. Well, I mean, how are you supposed to collect all your drugs if you're going to get drug tested? You know what I mean? It's true. I've been listening to some crazy podcasts about cops getting into the wrong stuff. And I feel, if you're like, if you're... uh who, who why I can't remember his name and RJ City's gonna kick my ass. Don Knotts. If you're like a Don Knotts detective coming into town, like I just want to clean up the streets, maybe, maybe you're gonna be okay. But maybe you'd be better as a mental health counselor. But truth be told, if your desire, this is the problem with politics, with being a public officer, off officer, 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 that's public officer. I think I'm saying official and officer at the same time. Um, if those are your dreams. You need to go talk to a therapist because your dreams are based on your own fragile ego and feeling the need to have power over others. And if we were going in with a true heart of stewardship to our community to make it better, like many politicians do, we would get beaten in the polls because no one cares. It's really stark shit. On election day, though, we did see tar. We did. (laughs) And I got to be honest, we'll talk more and more about tar. There's so many scenes I keep thinking back on. The scene where she picks the massage girl and throws up. I can't even get over it. Um, But what I would like to say is there was me, my beautiful friend and co-host Peter, and one other dude watching Tar. And I couldn't figure out if he was appreciative of Kate Blanchett, interested in the story, or didn't think anyone else was coming and was trying to get away from the world for a second. Because we came in a little late. 
And I don't imagine he thought anyone else was coming in. You know that feeling when you're the only one in a movie and then the yeah. door opens 10 minutes in? And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? But I didn't mind. I will say, I have a very small bladder. And I kept... I felt such a great tension during all of the two hours and 40 minutes of tar that I was really mad at myself for having to get up to pee. So I think I knocked some cardio out doing the hallway run to the bathroom three times during tar. Yeah, I was not... Exp- I I was definitely holding it towards the end there yeah. just because I needed to spend every second with, with Lydia. Lydia Tar. Lydia Tar. Because um, I just felt that, I don't know, every, every scene that built more of the legend out and returning back to the familiar where we go back to a scene where you're like, we've been here before. What's going to be different this time. What's going on with Lydia Tarr? The noises affecting her life. Best, uh, best original music piece I saw is going to Lydia Tarr for, uh, they're selling the apartment. (laughs) They're selling the apartment. Lydia Tarr. People are listening to this going, especially Allie Catch. She's asked me multiple times over the course of the weekend to shut the fuck up about Tar. <laughs> but I would be talking to someone and they would do something and I'd go, this is just like Tar. And I would walk away. And so if you've seen Tar, it's just like Tar. You go, I'm out of it. I'm not doing this. I know what happens to Lydia Tar. I'm a good guy. I'm a sweetheart. People want to see me fail. That's true, Peter. I don't hold it like a chip on my shoulder. It's hard to sell chips when they're on your shoulder. That's what I've learned in wrestling. It's a hard thing to sell, being mad about something happening. Um, did you get a haircut? I did get a haircut. That's good. Thank you. I had to take... Most of the blonde is gone now. I feel like I need a little regrowth period because that blonde will wreck your hair. But I did watch a match last week uh, of myself versus Brian Keith, one of the matches we had at New South, on the stream, Monday Night Raw, And I want to say that it lives in full permanence that at one point in my adult life as a professional, I had bleach blonde hair with an Anakin Skywalker braid. Okay. It's real. It's there. You can't ever take it away from me. I can have a nice, as my dad would say, get you a regular man haircut, get you a regular man haircut. Well, now I can have a regular man haircut, but I can also remember that I've had some ridiculous fucking hair over the past year. From August of 2021 until about now, I've had a lot of ridiculous haircuts, ridiculous looks. I never look like I do on the poster, which leads to a lot of fun moments this year of people going, White, are you Effie? And I'm like, I am. And they go, you don't look like the poster. And I go, I know. Good. I want them to see like the essence of me. They have an idea of what they think I'm going to look like. And then they're like, wait a second, that doesn't look like that guy. But it is that guy. And then they have to ask. Creates a sense of uh, courageousness amongst Effie fans to even guess whether Effie is here or not. You know? I mean, any time I've ever interacted with a quote-unquote celebrity, and I am working on trying to get you a celebrity discount at the vape shop that I work at right now. I um, love that, by the way. And I never... It's like the 2D, 3D thing. I never... Whenever I see someone... When I've seen celebrities, which right. for me, it's mostly like, I don't know, the keyboardist from Under Oath or some random shit like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But these are... Cele- it's still like, as a as a term, like there yeah, are celebrities yeah, yeah. to people. Um, it doesn't... Pro- I almost never go talk to them because I second guess my brain so much. Yes, like Whether, is that is that the actual is that the person person? Yeah, I've had people stop me in the airport, and I do that with you 
because you change it changes so much. I'm making it even more confusing. I'm making it more confusing. Uh, I can think of two wrestlers in specifics that have stopped me in the airport. Three, because they were like, I thought you might be Effie. And I was like, Hurricane Helms, I am. And I think that's like kind of a magic that they're like, wait a second, that guy kind of looks like him. And I think he's from our business. And they're way more over than me. And they still come say, hey, magic to me. Beautiful. All right, back to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Weekend at Effie's. Exclusive videos, mini-sodes, early episodes. We're going to be talking about not only Tar, but Tar of Fire 2. <laughs> oh, I'm sick. And a film I saw called The Righteous and Dylan Baker. And a film called Along Came a Spider with Morgan Freeman as Alex Cross. Tyler Perry, how could you? Why did you choose to watch that movie? Because I have not seen it since I saw it on cable television yeah. in a very I long mean, time. It rips? It rips. I remember it ripping. But I don't, there's not a specific reason, which is why we're going to get into talking about Dylan Baker, because it's very odd, my movie choices and how they went. And for the first time in a very long time, Peter, and you know the importance of this, I was alone. AJ was still at Mountain Weekend. Sunday, I got home. It was just me and Bebop at the house on the couch. I watched a lot of film. And I think it's a good reset for me. It's a good restfulness for me to go into someone else's perspective completely, to look into stories that don't involve anything to do with me, and to just watch the films and not answer questions. Uh, I was hanging out with Will yes. earlier this week. We mentioned the su- I mentioned the super cute photo of Bebop to him. Oh. Started saying Bebop's name a little bit. Lucy perks her head up and starts running around to see if she can find Bebop. And then she goes and sits back, sta- sits back down and starts yelling she at wants everyone her in Bebop. the room. She wants her Bebop. Okay, well, Bebop wants her Lucy, and I'm glad they're going to hang out. I hope you know you can just like take over my house for Thanksgiving. I, it's full force. Probably, you I'm should. Gonna, I'm going to be doing the Black Friday nonsense at the store. Oh, yeah, so get your not? little reset. Yeah, I've got- so we'll probably be... Camping out at the house while all that's going on. I've got some candles and sage and a bong, so enjoy yourself. Beautiful. I'll leave you Beautiful. some treats. I know Bebop. I know how to it. switch your TV settings. Oh yeah, <laughs> thank God, because I like to watch Along Came a Spider with Vaseline over the camera. I want it to look like uh, we couldn't quite get the HDMI all the way in. I want it to look like a hazy dream scene. If it looks too much like real life, I start confusing people around me. Am I Morgan Freeman? I don't know. It might be. You We're going to talk about movies on the Patreon. It's lit. Uh, Peter, I went to the Midwest this weekend, and it's winter. This was your riding in cars with boys. Riding in cars with boys to the to the maximum. It was so much riding in cars with boys and driving cars with boys and men, whatever they are. Uh, but I will say this. We left Friday at 3 or 4 a.m. from Atlanta in the car. Between the lovely Rico Gonzalez and the magical Ashton Star, I did not have to drive a single mile to Columbus, Ohio from Atlanta, Georgia. I used my, I, I won't say vet card because Ashton's actually, I think, been wrestling a little longer than me, but almost my idiot card to go, hey, uh, I don't think I should be driving right now. Good night. So I just slept all day. I slept in that car the whole time. You were Jesus in the storm. I was Jesus in the storm. Uh, there's a storm coming later. I did drive through about a blizzard uh, that was pretty crazy with Mad Justice. But 
Uh, okay, so on that pin that you just charged, you have to unscrew it slightly. If you unscrew it slightly, it works. But you can't have it screwed in all the way. It's like a weird... I looked up the strain this is called L.A. Zoo. Is it the Jumanji strain where animals start running out? Well, they said there's nothing they can find about this strain. No one knows where it came from. It's not what I want to hear. <coughs> Whoa. <laughs> so this could be like the, um, the lament configuration of vape pens. Uh, <laughs> where you open up a Hellraiser portal, no one knows where the strain came from, and next no thing one you can know, find the strain. Heads coming through. Trust the strain. Play the game. Open the box. We're going to talk about that. The Righteous film, dude. We're going to talk about some strain. There's no weed in that movie, but it is. You know what I like? I like a horror movie that doesn't rely on anything except for dialogue. Have you ever been scared by dialogue? I would yeah. love to see it done theatrically. I feel like this is a. Like in it, not theatrically, like on a screen, but in a theater. Yeah. I love movies like that. Have you seen Stalker? No. Who's in the Stalker? Russian film, the no. Tarkovsky movie. No. Um, that there is some stuff that's scary in it, but the dialogue is mostly what does it because it's just people talking in the Russian countryside trying to go find some aliens. Oh yeah. Okay. In like seventies, sixties, seventies. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, I want to learn. It's rad. Listen, when my friends were all in film school and we would just smoke and get high and watch classic old films, those are the best times of my yeah. life. Because they'd be like, we have to look for all these things. I'm writing a paper. We have to learn. And I'd just be like, I don't have to do any of that. I'm just going to watch this weird Italian horror movie and get into it, baby. That's all. That's all we need. We drove all the way up. I remember waking up at one point at a gas station and they were just switching drivers and I went back to bed. Magic. Ashton's wonderful, uh, not just at driving, but also wrestling. I had one of my favorite matches of the weekend. We got here, and this was a show uh, called Fight with Pride for OWA in Columbus, Ohio. And I don't want to say gimmicks. One of the things they were doing was helping out with uh, LGBTQ teenagers who were recently homeless, uh, removed from their homes, kicked out of their homes, and provided them with tickets to come see this show that featured not only Rico and Ashton Starr, but also Ali Catch and AC Mack and Matt Justice. He's not gay, but I mean, if you're a gay teen and you see that dude, you're like, I don't know, maybe, maybe men can be manly. Maybe Jesus was hot, you know? You've seen Mad Justice. The man looks like hot Jesus. Yeah, what are we going to do? Someone said to me this weekend at the Black Label show too, which we'll talk about that in depth. They said, he's just, he's just like the spirit of manhood. And I was like, I think you're right. I think you're correct. He's the spirit of positive masculinity, non-toxic masculinity, uplifting spirit. He was going around giving people compliments on their matches at Black Label. Just... And some people are like, wait a second, this cool guy in wrestling who's done this a long time, he's being nice to me? And they get confused. I've had people ask me before, was he fucking with me? <laughs> he told me I had beautiful hair. Was he fucking with me? I said, no, look at your hair. It's beautiful. He's not fucking with you at all. He means what he says. He's very genuine, but he's also, there's an intimidation because he's just covered in blood and jacked and his eyes are looking into your soul. And I might've had to tape part of his face back on, but it heals very quickly somehow, some way. He's a magical creature, and I hope more people get to interact with him. Either way, we brought all the teens, and we did a meet and greet with them, and someone 
this it's it's hard to not have it sound like a humble brag. And for the people out there that think I'm a an egomaniacal diva, let me just give it to you. Someone looked at their friend who came with the group after they had done a meeting and greeting with me and we were all eating pizza and having fun and said, this is the coolest day of my whole life. Do you know how crazy it is to hear that from someone? They were like, dude, I saw that kid look at his friend and say, this is the coolest day of my whole life after he met you. And I was like, that is absurd. It's insane. It's incredible. I was the main event of the evening and this is a long show and there's like kids out like we're going on at 11 p.m. Who knows why? But the main event was me versus AC Mack. AC Mack currently uh, in the PWI was ranked the 25th best wrestler in the world. It is the highest ranking of, I believe, an out gay man. It is the highest ranking of any independent wrestler. It is the highest ranking. um, I don't even know. There's a lot of highest and highest for him to do this. But as I told the man, you may be the champion, but I'm Effie, (laughs) which lean in again to the ego, baby. I will say this. I shouldn't have talked so much shit. AC Mack is really fucking good at pro wrestling. He beat the shit out of me, Peter. And at one point, he's scary. He is scary and mean as shit. And he will just kick you in the face. And also, we started trading suplexes on the side apron, AC Mack and myself. Lifting each other up, trying to dump each other either on that hard part of the ring or the floor. And he pulled me up and he just tossed me outward. And I landed ribs first on a metal barrier. And here's the problem, Peter. I've discussed this with my peers. I thought I could get the landing right. I was midair and I was like, no, I'll be able to like land with my feet. It won't be that bad. And then my sternum, like hard rubber bounces and I feel it bounces off of this barricade and I think to myself oh my ribs are cracked all of them like are my lungs collapsed I cannot pull in a breath I'm checking here and the referee immediately gets down on the floor to check me and I'm not revealing anything people don't know a referee checks on an opponent if something bad happens to make sure they are not dead to make sure they are okay and if you're okay if you can breathe then you give a little squeeze back to say I'm still in the fight I'm still here And while I could not even breathe and still thought my ribs are broken and my lungs maybe collapsed and had no way of breathing in or out, I just squeezed right back. I don't know why I was not okay. I was not ready to keep competing. I was not feeling great. But in my mind, I squeezed right back. Folks, we have to make sure if we're not okay that we don't just squeeze back like we are. Give it a second. Let the ref check. Let him lean in a little closer and hear that you're kind of moaning like this. It was very painful. I got back in the ring. The referee says, just let him pin you. You don't have to continue. And you know what? That's not the way I go. And I just kept trying. So Wednesday night, this will premiere. It'll be out by the time this podcast is out. Uh, Effie versus AC Mack, where Effie can't breathe during the whole back half of the match. Good luck, and don't fuck it up. My God. My God. What are you going to do? Uh, not do that? I didn't win the belt. <laughs> we uh, ended the show, and 
the fans were wonderful and gracious, and I got to see a lot of people. I've been in Columbus, Ohio, a few times this year. It's been very wonderful. A new venue for this uh, occasion, and new fans galore, but also a lot of fans that we're getting to see multiple times. I think that's cool that we get to come back into these areas all the time and keep rekindling our friendship with these people who are supporting us and paying for tickets. But we also had a hotel room. So myself, Manders, Alley Catch, Justice, we all, for the first time, with no riffraff and no one else, just hunkered in, had some Denny's, had a good chat, enjoyed each other's company. Manders and Allie went off to Pro Wrestling Re- Revolver, which was in Dayton, Ohio, an hour away. Matt Justice and myself went off to uh, Crown Point, Indiana, which was five hours away. Now, the drive to Crown Point, Indiana started off fairly normally. Nothing to really worry about. But it was extremely cold. And you know me, Peter. I'm wearing a hoodie now, and that's about as much jacket as I'm ever going to wear. I'm wearing pants right now, but I'm not going to overdo it just because something is cold. I don't want to just, you know, wear a bunch of extra clothing that I'm going to sweat off later. Because either way, no matter how cold it is outside, I'm going to end up sweating later somewhere inside. I almost texted you this morning. You were like, hey, it's going to be a little cold this morning. And then I was like... One, why am I doing that? We live in the same city. He knows that it's cold. Two, he's not going to wear any extra clothes I'm to not. make sure he's not cold. I kept taking the dogs out this week and going, I should probably put pants on. Never did it. Just kept wearing shorts, kept walking the dogs out, and kept going, could you please poop? And it's my fault I'm rushing them because I'm not wearing enough clothing. It's a, it, you know, it's the punk rock in me that says, I ain't. I ain't dressing up for weather. You kidding me? You think I'm gonna bow to that? I I do love hearing the conservative type folks going, Yeah, what about the global warming? Where's the global warning? It's cold. Where out. is it? It's cold. I got snow. Dude, it didn't get cold until the middle of, of November. And it's gonna get frighteningly cold. The problem with the climate is uh when it's hot, it's very hot, and when it's cold, it's very cold. The earth is trying to kill us off. It is so sick of us smoking cigarettes out of factory pipes. And it's like, listen, baby, I've been around for a billy. I'm sick of y'all. Y'all got a sick hundred thousand years out of me, but y'all are just, y'all are really taking advantage. You're out. Get out. I'm getting a restraining order. And they're like, I'm not leaving. So she's like, all right. And freezes us and burns us all to death. Beautiful woman, that earth. Can't wait to see the end. Did you hear about the new contest, Peter? No. There's a new contest. It's only for billionaires, and it's to see which billionaire can stay in space the longest. And so we're all seeing how long we can go. They can go to space. We all want to know how long can that billionaire go to space. Well, that's what we all are interested in. And so I think all of them. We just line them up, and then we send them to space. And whoever stays out there wins. You know, maybe it's forever. Maybe maybe you're just a space person now. And we'll all clap for you and we'll all say things like, man, they were so cool. Those billionaires that went to space were great. We got we to gotta get them off the planet. Um, I'm hoping this will work as a decoy tactic. I imagine they'll just clip it and they won't hear this part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we can talk about like the actual. So I saw an interview with an astronaut who was in the space station for yes. like a year. And he came back and had to like essentially relearn all of his motor functions just because the there was no resistance when he was in space. 
And so his body like ended up atrophying a bunch. So like, man, we keep Elon out there for long enough and he's going to be a little spaghetti boy. Well, you said there's no resistance in space. And I think that's how Elon likes it, right? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. What a weird dude. Seriously. Uh, follow me on Tumblr. EffieLives.tumblr.com. You got a Tumblr now, Peter? I have a Tumblr, Low Sky Dance. Low Sky Dance. LSD, Low Sky Dance. Follow Peter on Tumblr. Maybe we'll tumble each other. I don't know. Speedball Mike Bailey has a Tumblr now. SpeedballBailey.tumblr.com. He asked me in the questions, he goes, what is this, Effie? And I said, baby, I don't know, but there's great images of me kissing people. So I'm sticking around. Uh, And obviously, follow me on Instagram. Low Sky Dance on Instagram as well. Perfect. I'm a... just been a little behind on posting and that sort of thing. Take your time, baby. God has a plan. Here's the thing. A lot of the people that are seeing those clips are not listening to the full episodes anyway. So really any content you're putting out in that, in that manner, I think is going to reach some new eyes and people are loving to look back and see how did he look that week? How was Effie holding up that week? (laughs) What was the look? What was the vintage? I said to you, I was like, you have footage of me of every week, almost of this year. Uh, that's pretty crazy. It's crazy to think that you've tracked literally my entire progressive year. Yeah, that's really funny. That is one thing we are super active on is TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. Yeah. So I have a TikTok that's under Effie Lives as well. I don't post anything on it. I use it to look at the Weekend at Effie's TikTok. Weekend at Effie's TikTok. I don't know how you look. I guess you just search it. Search Weekend at Effie's on TikTok. Is it possibly Chinese spyware? Yes, everything is. Welcome to the future. Uh, We are excited to continue our economic developments with China, and we are excited to be TikTok superstars. Um, I need $41 million, Peter, and I can't quite figure out how we're going to get it. I know we're going to get it. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what the path is yet. Maybe we end up patenting a weird cabinet hinge, and it's something completely out of... Uh, the ordinary or against what we thought we were going to do, yeah. but who knows what it could be. So check us out on TikTok. Let's see if we can get, they did say that the new Hercules Disney live action movie is being written in the style of TikTok. So maybe they're looking to me, sorry, Danny DeVito, but I would look great with hooves. I'm just saying. And you know, I'm one of the least controversial Disney stars they would have. Have you seen what baby Yoda has been up to? No. Let's just say it, it uh, rhymes with tar. Uh, black tar heroin oh. is what I'm hearing off of Dagobah. I don't know. I mean, Baby Yoda did just recently work with Studio Ghibli, and so he's probably really feeling that Miyazaki burn at this point. So. I laugh. Hamish Steele, the creator of Dead in Paranormal Park, which I am featured on, and you know this if you listen to the podcast, he tweeted the Studio Ghibli Star Wars teaser and said, every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. And I wasn't even sure if it was referring to either or, but you're back. It's back. We want to see Studio Ghibli Baby Yoda. We want to see the Mandalorian be a badass uh, Ghibli character. Think about uh, Mr. Cat. Is that his name? When the cat returns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorites. Um, Truly. Porco Rossi as well. I want to see the Mandalorian kind of with, with the cat. I want to see what they would do together. On a spaceship. Love, it's not out of the ordinary. I would love the plot and series of The Mandalorian, but it's Porco Rosso instead. <laughs> I'm in. I'm fully on board. Do 30 hours of it. Just make it the longest yeah. movie. Do a Tar level movie in length with that. Now, Terrifier 2 and Tar were about the same length. 
Terrifier 2 felt very much so longer. I'm sure. Sure. <laughs> Very much longer. Uh, okay, so we're doing this drive to Crown Point, Indiana, through all of Indiana and Ohio, and it starts blizzarding, blizzarding. There is just snow on snow on snow. I mean, immediately inches of snow on the ground. It's out of control. And me, I'm not really built to drive in the snow, and Matt Justice's car is not really built to drive in the snow. And I need you to imagine this. He's... The speaker blew out, so he has a Bluetooth speaker hanging in the middle. And he puts on John Mellencamp radio, which is just like Credence Clearwater songs, and then like Jack and Diane, right? And we're just huffing it down the highway. Have you seen the Jack and the Diane chili dog? What? Where is this? Where the, the guy does Jack and Diane till he gets to the huffing down a chili, sucking down a chili dog line. And then he does the entire rest of the song with just sucking down a chili dog, <laughs> sucking down a chili dog. I highly suggest everyone go watch this. It's kind of like when Angela Lansbury forgot the words to tale as old as time in the original recording and just kept repeating the phrase tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. We've done this bit before, but I love it. I came and hit high notes. I'm over it. I'm over it. We love you. We miss you, Angela Lansbury. Murder. I used to, I used to watch the fuck out of some murder. She, she wrote. wrote. I remember seeing the, there's a sports announcer who would exaggerate it every time. So you'd be like, and up next, murder. She wrote. <laughs> it was great. I don't remember who it was. I don't care. Uh, we get to Crown Point, Indiana. And the setup of this show is strange because there's a 3.30 show and a 7.30 show. And we have now moved into Central Time, thank God, because for the 3.30 show, Effie arrived with Matt Justice at 2.45. This show was absurd, Peter. Black Label Pro, do you want to know how many matches there were in the day? Yes. 27 matches. Jesus Christ. 27 matches. When, when you said 3.30 and 7 for times, I was like, is this Wrestling warp Tour? Like, what is It's Wrestling warp Tour. It's 27 matches. Let me tell you, people don't like hearing the joke about, uh, hope they don't blow up this building. They'd really have trouble resetting the Indies, wouldn't they? Because everyone's there. Everyone. There should be higher security on this building. The benefit is that in Crown Point, Indiana, it's, the only people that are there are there to see that show. Everything else, I think, is a warehouse. But I arrive at 2.45, and Matt Justice goes, I'm taking a nap, man. I'm not until 7.30. I was like, perfect. So I go inside. There are already an absurd amount of wrestlers in this building, just like the most wrestlers you've ever seen. So many outfits, so many spandexes, so many people just like in various states of weird dress where you're like, is that, is that what you're wearing? Or are you still working on it? Or is this, you just have no idea. And luckily, I was in match six. Now, I will say this. I came out in my purple jacket. I had my trunks You've been on. You've doing purple jacket a lot lately. Yeah, because it makes me want to gouge people's eyes out more. And I'm trying to make sure people understand that um, I do gay stuff when I want to, but I'll also just gouge your eyes out. You know what I mean? So I came out and I had this little haircut. I was looking cute. Had my little purple jacket. And the promoter looks at me and he goes, I literally thought we had a time machine because that's 2018 Effie right there. Beard, that haircut, purple jacket. I said, yeah, I know. I'm playing with people's brains. I want to confuse them. How deeply different can he look while also remaining exactly the same as he looked four years ago? No one knows. No one will ever know. I know. You know. 
Maybe they do know. I can't wait for you to start doing the clown bit and they go, my God, that's 2033 Effie right there. 2033 Effie clown bit is coming. Um, Watch out. It's the best thing I've ever written. It leans into uh, me thinking I can get anything over. And it's a long form bit that is only going to get better as it continues. You just wait. My match was was with Rohit Raju, and he uh, was also known as, I think he's known as Hakeem Zayn on the Indies, maybe, and Rohit Raju on Impact. They have to have you have to have different names at different shows. That's why Effie isn't going to TV. But he's someone who I've watched for a long time, and he is e- evil as shit when he wants to be, a very bad bad boy. And I knew this going into the match. And we were, as I said, match six of twenty seven. So the people still had some some faith in their heart, although they kept pretty excited the whole time uh, for both shows, even until the end with the tag team championship match. But in the end, even with all the nefarious tactics, Effie did two things. Effie did not go over eight minutes and Effie won. How did I win? By sitting on people. People are starting to figure out that most of my moveset is different ways for me to sit on you. Multiple times, over and over, I'm going to sit on you. If I can't sit on you, I'm going to make you sit on yourself. All right? That's magic. I defeated him at Black Label Pro. I have a pretty good record at Black Label Pro. I defeated Gangrel there. I defeated uh, Kurt Hawkins there. What is his name now? Brian Myers. I defeated Brian Myers there. Uh, I defeated Rohit Raju, Hakeem Zayn there. Who else did I defeat? I've defeated a lot of people there. Danhausen defeated me there. Warhorse defeated me there. I've had some storied matches, some great matches at Black Label Pro. I was victorious. Now, here's where things get a little fuzzy, Peter. Because once I was done with my match, I was like, chill, I'm going to smoke weed and watch wrestling. I couldn't tell you how long I was in that building, Peter. I think I was in that building for 11 hours or something. Maybe less than that. Maybe 10 hours. I don't know. We were in that building so long. I saw so many wrestling matches. I saw so many things happen. I saw so many moves. I've learned some new moves from how many moves I saw. But I'll tell you what I also saw. I saw two rowdy boys who like to drink beer and two uh, stars of consumption, one being a consumption of pornography and one being the consumption of foods at a high pace. That's what I'm talking about when the Natterday Saints took on the Hog and Dog Connection. The Hog and Dog Connection made up of OnlyFans superstar Matt Brannigan, which more power to you for being one of the few who will just hang the dong. I've seen it. The man hangs dong. He makes money. He's more over on OnlyFans than he is in pro wrestling. And I admire the love and commitment to the art. He's getting over in pro wrestling, and part of that is because of his his teaming up with professional megastar participant in Nathan's Hot Dog Contest multiple years, and... uh, what do you call them? Professional mega eaters? People who just like, they can eat like a hundred pies or whatever? Yeah, like professional competitive eaters? Competitive eater. Yeah. Megabyte Ronnie. They team up to be the hog and dog connection. One of them eats wieners and one of them shows his off. Maybe both of them do. I don't know. They were taking on the Natterday Saints made up of Bradley Prescott the fourth and the lovely Adam Slade, the fucking deal, Adam Slade. And this match, after seeing so many matches all day, which were very, very good matches, incredible matches, was one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen. Those men, before the match even started, both 
the, all four of them ate a hot dog and drank a beer. And then they just had the most ridiculous, stupidest, comedic, entertaining matches I've ever seen. I hope people go on Fight Plus and watch the match that they had and take it in with a full heart and understand that I was mega stoned and had already wrestled and had 20 more matches to watch and was taking this in. And the promoter looks at me and goes, what's even going on out there right now? And I looked at him and I go, step back. You just let them work. Don't you say anything. Because this isn't the style of professional wrestling that all people are into, but I am fully, fully into it. It was genius work. Hog and Dog Connection versus the Natterday Saints. Go out of your way to get it. Uh, secondary to that, and also kind of a stupid match that I'm in love with. Dan the Dad is so charming, and he took on Hornswoggle. And the crescendo of this match was Hornswoggle's actual son, Dylan, coming into the ring and giving a tornado satellite DDT to, uh, or a, I guess it was a leg scissors, satellite leg scissors to Dan the Dad. Pretty incredible stuff. There was a lot of weird matches on the show, a lot of competitive matches on the show. 27 matches on this show. Main evented by the Bang Bros versus Violence is Forever. Uh, Violence is Forever, my Bang Bro? I don't know how they you... They still haven't changed that name? They haven't changed that name yet? You cannot Google them. Uh, much like Effie, in any endeavor, if you search for Asmodeus, if you search for Effie, if you search for Bussy, you're going to see pornography. Be careful. Also with the Bang Bros, you are 100% going to see pornography. And I said, have y'all thought about changing the name? And they were like, yeah. But they haven't, so... <laughs> Still the Bang Bros, they are the tag team champions. I think it's beautiful. They're going on a, a whole new adventure. Uh, they defeated Kevin Koo and Dom Garini, uh, and it was the main event of a 27-match day, and it was incredible. After this, I had to team up with some people, and I want to confirm something here. I am not Alan Angels. Alan Angels fought Carlos Romo in the second show. Carlos Romo fought Tom Lawler from UFC and wrestling in the first show and then had a banger of a match with Alan Angels. But me, Alan Angels, and Trevor made our way back after this show, deep in the night, to the Silicon Valley Sex Dungeon. Were we there a long time? No. Did I fuck up badly, Peter? Yes. Now, me and Alan Angels were on the same flight and I always try to convince him to hang out with me after we get home in Atlanta. I'm just like, Alan Angels, you're like a cool guy. We should hang out. And he's like, Effie, I feel like I'm going to get in trouble with you. <laughs> and I'm like, why would you think that? And he goes, I've talked to you. I hear what you do. I feel like I'm going to get in trouble. This is not why I fucked up. I didn't fuck up anything with that. We still haven't hung out. Alan Angels, where are you at? Does he live here? Yeah, he lives in Atlanta. Oh. Yeah, he's a lovely guy. Very cool. Just debuted on Impact. And I was talking to him about how big of a fan of Big Con, Connor, who is on his team with Eric Young. I think it's Eric Young. Uh, Big Con and Victor, I went to a house show one time, saw an Ascension match at a house show. It was so lit, and they never let those guys do that on TV. And I was so mad because I was like, oh, my gosh, they're neutering everybody. And then it confirmed in the M John Moxley book that he was like, yeah, I was having matches with my friend Seth Rollins, and they were telling us we couldn't do stuff that was too cool. Like, mute it down, baby. We can't have them getting excited. And so you're kind of reminded that, like, no, these guys have great professional wrestling skill. They have a great understanding of emotion and storytelling. They are told to do it poorly. They are held aside and said, please do this poorly. So we talked a little bit about that. My phone never switched to central time. So the whole night and day, I was an hour ahead of everyone else going like, 
Is the show behind? How are we still here? This is so late. What's going on? Never thought about it. Now, should my phone have automatically switched? Yes. Is my phone busted as fuck? Yes. I have an iPhone 10 that has been dropped upwards of 100 times. Me and my, both of my brains got something in common. We've both been dropped a few times. That's why I got to have two brains. One brain for me, one brain for you. My phone is a mess. It never switched times. So I wake up a full hour earlier than I need to for this 6 a.m. flight after getting home at like 2 a.m. So it's like I laid down for 40 minutes and then I was like, oh, my alarm's going off. We got to go. And I looked at the Uber that I'd gotten because I put it ahead. I was like, I'll get it. We're good. Put it ahead. And I look at it and I go, oh, the phone never switched. So I had woken up Alan Angels and told him we were about to leave and the Uber's coming. Then I said, just kidding, we got another hour. That second hour, not great. Because you're sitting there going, I could have slept the whole time and gotten like a nice 30-minute little slap rim in the middle, but no, no, no. You had to wake up, you had to look at your phone, realize you'd fucked up, and now I'm supposed to relax again, knowing that hour is counting down for a second time? Unbelievable. I was already awoken from my sleep. We eventually get in the Uber. We go to the airport. I get on the plane, and Peter, I have a magic moment ahead of me. Because I have nothing to do on this Sunday. So I get back. <clears throat> I ride the Marta back and I go up and I get to PetSmart and I pick up Bebop who went to camp. He loves going to camp. He loves just playing with dogs. Every time I go there, they're like, no, don't take Bebop. And I was like, what? They're like, we love Bebop. Let Bebop stay. And I was like, no, he's coming with me. Bebop comes home. Me and Bebop watch like four movies on the couch together. My man's was ready to be sleeping on the couch. They had worn him out at camp. He was just laying there. He never just lays there. And even that night, we went and snuggled in the bed. And he'll come up to you. And he'll look at you. And then you lift the blanket up. And he goes underneath. And he burrows a little tunnel right between my legs. And he hangs out. And that's where he wants to sleep. He's cold. He's bebop. He won't sleep on top of the covers. He keeps checking around the bed, looking for stuff. Where's the rodents? But if you put him under in his little tunnel, he'll stay there all night. And it's adorable. It was a cold weekend, Peter. Oh, my God. I'm sick of snow. I saw it once this year. I'm sick of it. Maybe I saw it multiple times. I don't know. I've had some weird moments this year, Peter. We're going to have to do a year recap where I go through all my matches and we go back through and highlight some moments. I would like to see the statistics of how my travel has gone this year. This weekend, I'm going to Connecticut and Providence, Rhode Island. Very excited. But the week after that, I'm going to go to South Carolina for Thanksgiving. I'm going to hang out with uh, my lovely partner's family. Very excited to see them. But after that, I do Minneapolis, Boston, London, Liverpool, Newcastle, St. Louis, Jeffersonville, Indiana, Atlanta in a single week. And I'm disgusted at myself. I'm disgusted at myself, but it is exciting to go back to the UK this quick. And as we announced, the big gay brunch is coming to the UK in between now and then we will have a big gay brunch in Hollywood. Effie goes full Hollywood. It's already started. You motherfuckers. It's already started. I'm going to start doing the, uh, is it Brad Pitt? He's like, I don't know. I got an affliction where I can't remember anybody's faces or names. So Sorry. Yeah, it's a real, I'm sure it's medical. Sorry, I, but it's, you know, it's my affliction. Sorry to burden you with it. I don't know who the fuck you are. 
Such a fucking stereotypical Sagittarius thing to be like, I have an issue that's unique to me and not a common thing that yeah, other a lot people of doctors experience. can't figure it out. I figured it out. I don't know who the fuck any of you are. It's a medical condition. I don't know who your face is. I can't remember names. What it's been well scientifically proven at this point that around 150 to 200 is the amount of faces and names that you can keep in your brain. And your brain just pops people out and cycles new people in all the time. So Brad Pitt just has met over 200 people at this point. And I keep using the Santa Claus line, but I don't think they're going to believe it after they hear that from you. Uh, let's of talk course about, I remember. <laughs> have you seen the trailer for the Santa Claus action movie? What? Is this the one with David Harbour? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm all about it. I thought you were about to reference a Tim Allen film. <clears throat> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, no, they also, they're bringing him yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, I know. I saw him with uh, Eli Manning, who someone described as uh, the real version of Tom Hanks Big. If a kid asked to be a grown-up, what it would be like. <laughs> I can throw the ball real good over the mountain. My head got a little too big. It's all good. It's all good, brother. Eli Manning. What a guy. Peyton Manning? Maybe it was Peyton Manning. I don't um, know. Both of them. Football. Uh, Football. What are we going to call him? Eli, Peyton, quarterback? I'd name my son quarterback. I feel like he'd do well. You can't name a son that. So they're doing a Santa Claus action movie with David Harbour. Mm-hmm. I love this. Mm-hmm. I'm a big David Harbour guy now. He got all shredded up, but then I'm guessing for this movie he did not? He No, 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 no. no. He looks shredded. He okay. looks like a very He's doing like Santa a Jean-Claude Claus. Van Damme Santa Claus? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. I'm ready. I feel like... Uh, Tim Robinson is somehow weirdly responsible for this, for having a skit where Santa Claus is an actor in an action movie. I'm glad you brought him up because I rewatched season one of I Think You Should Leave and I was way more stoned this time. It was, in the first place, very funny to me, but I was losing it, Peter. I was losing it like I was watching it for the first time in my life. (laughs) Just everything is, let's see how far we can make this uncomfortable and i live for it i love it human emotion human communication god bless tim robinson uh, we'll go see an action santa movie i hope he i hope he shows up maybe he will we don't know we don't know everybody's like the trailer showed too much maybe a trailer's two minutes and tar is two hours and 40 minutes so don't tell me you know what's going on from the trailer don't tell me you understand Kate blanchett's full transcendence downfall reproduction growth Discussed with herself only momentarily to renew herself to the choo-choo train that is uh, 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 the, the, the burden and curse of uh, attempting to do it all. Tar, starring Kate Blanchett. It's, uh, it will be my vote uh, for the Screen Actors Guild Awards. I'm not supposed to tell people, but I haven't gotten my screeners this year yet, Peter. Where are my fucking screeners? The problem is by the time I get the screeners... I've seen everything. Yeah. I will seek a movie out with my AMC pass on a rental on Amazon prime. I will see a movie. If I want to see a movie, I bought myself a gift yesterday, Peter. I bought myself two gifts yesterday, Peter. For some reason I ended up on the a 24 website. And I think it was because I was looking at the new Von Erich film starring, uh, Zach Efron as Kevin Von Erich. And apparently also starring MJF in some role. Very exciting. Crazy. I ended up on the A24 website. I bought the Marcel, the shell with shoes on metallic figurine in a matchbox. And I also bought the script book for hereditary. Oh my God. I'm so excited for us to look through this book and enjoy it at an even higher level. Wow. There is art, there's illustration, there are drawings and there's every bit of dialogue. 
I had to go for it. Me and AJ decided this year we were not going to get each other Christmas presents after Japan, after buying each other a lot of gifts, after buying each other video games. We said, let's not even focus on it. So I bought myself a Christmas present and I got the Hereditary Hard Book and I got the Marcel the Shell with Shoes on figurine. I love it. I'm very excited. I'm, uh, some, some little things are cute to have. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. We'll when see. is that new Ari Aster supposed to be coming out? I don't know. I've heard it's three and a half hours, has Joaquin Phoenix, and there are people in Hollywood talking about the giant prosthetics that had to be made and giant animatronics that had to be made of huge penises. So I want to know where you're going with this, but I trust your vision. Ari Aster, I trust your vision. And to anyone out at A24 Films, I am SAG eligible. I do have a lot of great ideas. I'm working on uh, outlining... This script with Alley Catch, I'm going to talk to you about some of the more fantastical elements about where we go with this, but I think I think it's right up there, Alley. We're going to we, sell the script. We also have an incredible pitch for a movie on our Patreon, one of the minisodes. Yes, and I think that's one that can be brought to life at a later time. Um, the Righteous hinted at something that I'd worked on in a script a long, long time ago, but I'm glad they went in a completely different direction because I think that you know it was it ended up being a far more original peace than I had felt in the middle and dialogue, baby, the righteous. It's like three 99 on prime to rent it. Henry Cerny, I think is in it. And Mark O'Brien, I think is the director and actor who plays, uh, the main guy in the film. I don't know. It's fantastic. Very good. Black and white though. We're going to talk Love about it, it in detail. Love it. Really adds to just like, did you ever see the black and white or the silver and black version of Mad Max? Yes. Holy shit. Yes. So good. Yes. So incredible. And obviously The Lighthouse is one of my favorite films of whenever the year was that that came out. And also my top film to heavily highlight, Farting. Films often, they ignore farting. And I think that they should have more farts in them. Mm-hmm. Peter, I don't know if we have any questions this week. I had a great time. I'm glad we took a week off. My voice has not healed completely yet. If you saw me at Black Label Pro Saturday, you're going, how the fuck do you have any voice at all right now? It was gone again, Peter. I'm going to have to go talk to a doctor and be like, you got to just put in the put in the chip. Let's get it going. Let me have a full-time speakerphone voice. Effie needs to be put on speakerphone. All right? The speaker's running out in this phone. All right? Put me on speakerphone. Give me a digital assistant right here. Let me megaphone out of my own throat. I'm tired of having to speak up. <laughs>